دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی It's a meeting between the top two sides in Group A as the Islamic Republic of Iran take on the Korea Republic at the Azadi Stadium. The hosts have won the last three meetings here 1-0. Korea have never won in Iran, but Paolo Bento's team are hoping to change that today. Iran with the ball on the edge of the area, it's fired in but saved. Still more defending to do perhaps for Korea. Overhead effort coming in from Taremi. Forcing a save from the goalkeeper. It was Azmoun's shot initially. It was a spectacular attempt from Mehdi Taremi. Korea coming forward in the second half and Son's in behind here and Son opens the scoring for Korea in Tehran. The clean sheet run is broken just minutes into the second half and it was simple in the end after Lee Jae-sung's pass. Son Heung-min, the goal scorer. Zatulahi taking it past more than one player and pings it off the post for Iran. That was a really good effort from Zatulahi. Crossed back into the box and headed goalwards and it snuck in at the back post. Captain Alireza Jahanbakhsh. Power and precision on the header and Iran have the leveler that they were looking for. Midi Taremi fires it onto the post and again Iran hit the woodwork. They've won 10 out of 10 games under coach Dragan Skocic and they're showing why. Last few seconds here, defending to do for Iran and that's a good save deep into stoppage time. Na Sangho with a chance to win it with the final kick. But Behran Van's save rescues a point for Iran. They stay top of Group A, Korea remain in second but both teams are closing in on qualification. Welcome back to Global Zan Podcast. My name's Ari Alaverdi. I'm joined by my two good friends, Peshman Pars and Sahar. How are we all doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. Glad to be back on Global Zan Podcast. Peshman? I'm just good. Nice to talk with you guys. Excellent. Okay, today's episode will be an analysis of Iran versus South Korea, which ended 1-1. Uh, Team Melee remaining top of Group A uh, with 10 points. Goals coming from Son Heung-min and Areza Jahanbakhsh. We'll also hear a fan reaction from my good friend Amir Mahboub from Mahboub Tube TV on YouTube. He streamed the match uh, live, um, not to watch, but to commentate on. Um, he does it all the time for the matches. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to him uh, later on in the episode. Of course, um, let's go straight into it. Iran against South Korea ended 1-1, as I said. Uh, I want to ask um, Sahar first, what was your impressions on the lineup? There was only one change. We had Kori um, Zadeh coming in for Noor Afkan. Uh, Amiri went back to left back. What was your impression of the lineup? 
the starting 11, I mean, uh, it's good that Nurafkan didn't start, but I still don't know why Nurallah is fixed. And um, um, well, talking about subs, I think everyone agrees that we were very frustrated and uh, that he didn't make the most out of the substitution that he had. And um, uh, didn't bring, uh, well, I was hoping that he would bring Torabi or someone good deuce, uh, in, but instead he just uh, changed the position for uh, Amiri and Jahan Baksh and then also Gulizade off uh, Nur Afghanin. And also when he had a yellow card already. So it was a bit risky, especially when we are uh, one nil down and um, one down. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the change at halftime, you could argue is a little bit surprising, but we'll come on to that in a, in a minute. Pejman? I agree with, with uh, what uh, Sahar said. I mean, uh, Omin did a good good game, the last game, so uh, he could very well have started, but I have nothing against uh, the lineup that was presented, to be to be honest. Uh, the smaller changes here and there were, were good enough for me. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, like my first impressions of the lineup has to be said. You know, I think ultimately it was good to see Polizade come in. Um, I think he's a player who can always cause impact for the team. And maybe he didn't do it so much this game. I think you can argue that he's not ha- had the best of starts to the season, Gorizade. And I think you could you could maybe see that in this game is he wasn't at his best. Um, and I think also, uh, you know, Jahan Bash moving to the left hand side. I think I just don't think he, he's I don't think he's a, he's a natural player on the left hand side. I think he's much better on the right hand side. He's always played there. I think he kind of struggles to to influence the game the way he wants to on the left. Um, but I was really happy to see uh, Amiri at left back. I thought, I thought Amiri was brilliant. I thought he did actually really well to um, to kind of hold off uh, Hyung Son, especially in the first half, because, um, you know, he was kind of drifting into the right-hand side and he was coming up up against Vahid Amiri, and Vahid Amiri was doing really well against Son. So it was a good, it was a good like, overall uh, lineup. I don't know how how they responded to it. We'll come on to that in a minute. But to start with, it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh, okay, let's go to the first half performance. Um, Pejman, I'll ask you the first half performance. In your opinion, do you, are you satisfied with how we played? Do you think we could have done better overall? Um, I think the first twenty minutes really showed that Iran haven't played with against decent teams for a long time. Although we have won all the games so far, but Korea was probably the first hard test. And the first 20 minutes were really shaky. And I was like, I, I was I was really not, ho- I was hoping that wouldn't happen because uh, that will make everybody start to doubt the team, doubt Skocic, that he can't handle the pressure, he can't handle the, the big teams. Um, so I'm satisfied that the game actually changed after around 20 minutes and Iran came back into the game and and uh, it got more even but it showed that uh, Iran needs to play more games against tougher opponents because that's what probably will be uh, because you know we'll, we'll go to World Cup I'm pretty sure of that so we have to get more of these kind of games and South Korea isn't probably even the best team in Asia but they, they were really close to to hurting Iran in the first half. 
Um, yeah, uh, the first yeah, 15, 20 minutes, I agree. And also I noticed that um, Korea was attacking from uh, right hand side a lot and uh, we weren't sort of on top of it. I mean, uh, we needed help in the right hand side of the pitch. So that's what I've noticed. So I think um, for the next games, we should um, really be careful of that. Yeah, it was interesting. The way we defended was quite was quite interesting because we started off trying to really be, you know, the team that presses and wins the ball back really early. But we, we noticed very early on that South Korea, you know, they're not Iraq, they're not um, Syria. They're a good side and they can keep the ball and, and they and they were really good at doing that. They were able to to keep possession and create chances, which they did do. And that that allowed that meant that Iran had to come back and sit deep and defend in their own kind of uh, half, and they did that for for a lot of the forty five minutes. Although, as Pejman said, there were times in the game where Iran had possession and they were attacking as well. However, when we defended, we weren't pressing as hard, and even you could hear. I think around the sort of forty second minute, roughly, I, I, I kind of clocked it at. Bayron Van was shouting to his defenders to not make any fouls you know don't press the ball so hard you know don't go out to the ball and try and you know win it back uh, so aggressively because if we do that um you know we'll just get fouls away and we, we, we won't really have any success but Iran started to kind of be a little bit more con- you know contained in their defending and we um we won the ball back when they were making mistakes which is the reason why we, we were able to create attacks uh, especially in the sort of latter part of this of the first half and um we looked a lot better we didn't score a goal but we looked a lot better especially um you know with with you know Taremi coming a little bit deeper playing in a more of like an attacking midfield role but as i said on the twitter spaces Taremi isn't an attacking midfielder he, he's not really that guy who's gonna pass the ball around and you know open up spaces and behind he's not that guy so although he was doing it and he was trying he wasn't being as successful as maybe as someone Godus would have been, which we'll come on to in a minute, um, or even a Kori Zadeh, who, who can also play in that position. Um, but overall, overall, it was a good first half. Um, then, obviously, let's go to the second half performance. Um, as soon as the game started, not long into it, uh, we conceded a goal. Uh, we conceded a goal from um, Hyoming Son. Who, who scored, and I think it was a really comfortable finish for him. But from Iran's perspective, we can see that, you know, it was a, it was a bad ball giveaway in, in, at the halfway line. Uh, I believe it was Saez Atolahi who went for a tackle. He missed the ball. Uh, it came through to the midfielder. He played a, a lovely through ball to Son, who who just, just got in behind Muharami, who just didn't see him over his shoulder, and he was able to get in behind him very easily. Uh, and then I think Bayron Van's positioning, as some of you pointed out on the Twitter spaces, was was just not good enough. It was too far off his line. Um, he let Son, you know, have an easy angled shot into the bottom right-hand corner and, and, and it was 1-0. Um, Sahar, what do you think of that? Yeah, actually remind me of the Taremi's uh, score for UAE. Uh, against UAE was very similar to that and uh, yeah uh, I would say so uh, Bayronman wasn't like I don't know I I, I noticed Bayronman coming out of his line like a few other times too trying to like you know defend so uh, I don't know maybe he wasn't really confident with the defense line Um, so yeah 
Yeah, it, it did seem that he was a little bit too eager to come out, and he, and he knew that he couldn't make he couldn't make a like a, like a sliding tackle or like a sliding block. He was too he was too early to come out, and it seemed like it just made the finish too easy for 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 the Tottenham striker um, Pejman. Yeah, you, you know me. I've been critical uh, against Bayern Van, but I think overall this game he was actually really good. Uh, I didn't want to see him, you know, make some dangerous passes uh, to the defenders that he did. The the goal, can you blame him? No, not really. But no, no. He, I think he still was like. It, 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 it went a little bit too fast for him to like. He should either be in the yeah. goal or like more in the front. But he's he's playing against one of the best strikers in the world at the moment. So I, I won't blame him for it. For it. And as you said, it was a great pass to uh, Son. Oh. Yeah, I mean, look, let's if we're gonna blame anyone, I think I said on the on the space you could probably say Moharami's positioning was a little bit too, you know, too too. Uh, front facing, he wasn't side on. He wasn't able to turn, to 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 turn and, and uh, get back to position again. And, and and Son took advantage of that and, and scored the goal. And it's a Premier League striker. You, you can't really complain when a, when a guy like him is scoring. You know, you you, you have to, to to just accept it. You know, it is it happens. Um, but uh, what I loved about Iran in that second half is as soon as we conceded the goal, um. We were on the attack, and I really don't think South Korea had anything else to offer except the last, last, last uh, touch of the game where they almost got a, a chance to score a goal. But other than that, there wasn't really anything going forward from South Korea. Iran were pretty much the only team attacking. Uh, Saha, let's come to you. Look, I mean, what are your, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the yeah, I do the, I the psychology that. of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do believe that before uh, the team Ali would like lose the confidence or um, they wouldn't attack, but it was very different this time, which was amazing. And it, honestly, it was an interesting game. Uh, and what uh, frustrating most was that uh, the we Tottenham Osmond they want to score like uh, they wanted to, but there wasn't enough uh, energy in the midfield. There wasn't, um, they were like press Koreans were pressing us, and in the midfield they were so. Um, they were sort of uh, yeah pressing us, and we needed someone like Soman there um, uh, to help us, and then help the attacking line to score. And that's why we're frustrating because every single per, uh, player in, in the, on the pitch, they you could see they have the energy. They are so eager to, to score and uh, uh, equalize, but um, unfortunately we could we couldn't. I mean, as in to win. Yeah. Um, however. Uh, Jahan Bach um, scored his goal, uh, third goal of the of the of the of the, of the last round of qualification. He scored against Iraq as well, and I believe he also scored against Syria. Uh, Pejman, what was your overall thoughts on Iran's resurgence after the goal and the goal itself? I think we should give more credit to Osmoon for that pass. To be honest, it was a really difficult pass because, yeah. He, if he were taking the ball himself, it would probably go out because he had too much speed. So in just one uh, moment, he managed both to get to the ball, be able to be, go behind the ball, make a great pass to somebody in the ba- in the back, uh, and you see he, he fell off that because he couldn't do anything else, and make a good pass and create that 
that uh, assisted made a goal. I think Otsahara um, also said uh, that the guys, both Tarim and Osman, wanted to score. They were really close a couple of times. Uh, the goalkeeper made a great double save in the first half, I believe. Uh, one was the uh, bicycle kick from uh, Taremi, and like the moment before was was a decent shot from Oswald. So, uh, and uh, didn't Iran have like a couple of shots uh, hitting the woodwork as well? That's right. I so, think it was uh, Saeed and Taremi. Mehdi Taremi. It was a great. Uh, Great goal, actually, but uh, Taremi's work to that goal was uh, really impressive. Osmond, Osmond, Osmond. Sorry, Osmond's uh, uh, work to that goal was really impressive. Yes, uh, certainly. Like, I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, Osmond. We know how vital he is for us, and the fact that he can create a chance out of nothing. He's had I think he's like three assists uh, so far um, for in the last three games. Or the last two games, unbelievable performances for, for a national team. Um, but also a fantastic leap by Jahan Bash and a goal at a very important moment. I will say I wasn't very impressed with Jahan Bash's performance up until then, but look, he scored the goal in a vital moment, which is which is what you, what you want from the captain of the national team at that stage. Um, you mentioned Ezatolahi and obviously hitting the bar, hitting the, the post, sorry. I mean, Let's just speak about his performance because for me, as a Tullah, he was absolutely immense. Absolutely immense. I think he was fantastic from the first minute. Um, you know, we were speaking about his weight and the issues he's had from preseason up until now. But today's, I mean, yesterday's game was was honestly, I think, one of his best games for the national team. He was really good. Other than the little the little slip he made again for the goal, which you really you know you can maybe argue was maybe partially his fault. Other than that, he had a fantastic performance and, and the and the, the shot against the post, you know, the fact that he was able to drive forward for the first time and really, you know, let a, a shot rip from the, the edge of the box was just amazing. Um, Sarah, what did you think of that? Yeah, I think I mentioned in the last podcast too that Zatullah is very um, uh, aware when in the midfield, uh, like he make quick decisions and passes the ball uh, and the accuracy is just on point. So, yeah. Yeah, Pejman, I mean, give me give me a little bit about, about, about Said. I mean, I know, you know, obviously we interviewed him and we know how much of a of a talent he is, but yesterday's game, you've got you've got to agree, was was one of his one of his best. Yeah. Uh, I was actually following Said during the game when he didn't have the ball. And he was doing all the right things that you want to do from like a a number six, like a midfielder that's the heart of the team, like a spider. Uh, he was always trying to be active, trying to be uh, available for a pass, looking for uh, for players both on the left and the right side. Um, he was he was active, and I, I feel like he's become more calm, to be honest, or, or more. Uh, it, it probably had to do with the, the amount of time that he's actually playing in Denmark. You know, it's, it was a long time. That he didn't play anything, was just on the bench or something, and Emma was injured. But now that he got some playing time, I think he gets more confidence, and I believe that he got now the coach's confidence as well. And uh, for me, uh, he's like, if you want to pick up three players that should always start for Iran, uh, I believe it's Taremi, Osmoon, and Ezatolai. The rest could all uh, 
be changed or have like a good enough competition. But those three are the most important key players in Team Melli today. Okay, let's go on to the important part of the podcast, which I think is very important to discuss, is regarding the, the subs. I mean, let's be realistic. He only made one sub in this game, and that was Nur Afghan coming on for Bolizadeh. Yes, he brought on uh, you know two last-minute changes, Qaidi and Salak. Uh, other than that, you know those don't really count, in my opinion. There's only one change made, and that was in Afghan. Um, just to get a bit of information, there are five subs available for this match, but only three were made. If there's something we should criticize or at least mention about the Scottish way of uh, coach, it's his uh, changes. And we keep always uh, comparing him to Kairosh, and I think I'll do this here as well. Uh, that was maybe one of Kairosh's strengths to to know how to change the game, especially in the second half. It was if it was needed uh, with uh, Skocic, I, I really didn't get what what was the idea of bringing in ID in the 90th minute and Sarlak. Was it because those players that he changed, Nuralai uh, and Osmun, were they tired? But then they should always maybe, uh, if they were tired, they were probably kind of tired in the 80th minute as well. So maybe do that change a bit earlier and give those players that came in a, a, a serious chance. Um, and should we talk about the absence of Odus now or is that like a separate topic you want to? Uh, yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. We'll come on to that in a second. Sahar, I want to come to you before we do it. We're going to go on to Salman. I mean, obviously, you mentioned in, in your first answer regarding Nur Afghan coming on. Do you think it was? Do you think it was needed? Do you think he, he needed to come on a, a, in this game? I really don't think uh, think so because we. Um, well, I think he did it just because to move Amiri, yeah. his, changes yeah. Amiri's position. But uh, first of all, I don't know why he does that. Uh, he always uh, put them in, like Amiri and Jahan Bars are in like they're they're not in their usual position, and then he just changes it like after half time. Uh, and um, well, I don't think it was in it because we we had to score, and we did score after when Nurafkan came on. But um, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think it was needed. I mean, uh, not really related, but I think our uh, right fullback is really not good uh, in Temeli at the moment. But that's another topic we can talk about. I think we missed Ramin Rezaian on here, but anyway. Okay. I mean, I want to just say something. I think, it's, I mean, for me, it's quite interesting. Look, you you make a good point. We did, we did score when, when Nurad Khan came on. I don't think he was related to the goal, but the point is, Vahin Amiri was doing perfectly fine at left back. There wasn't a need to bring on a left back. That's a fact. You know, you go look at the game. There wasn't a need to bring a, a left back on. That's a simple fact. Yeah. Then he brings on um, obviously Nurafka and he puts Vahid Amiri at left midfield. You know, you've done that. Obviously, to, the thought has been because you probably want to go more defensive because Vahid Amiri is known for his hard work. He's not known for his attacking prowess. He's not known for his crossing ability and the ability to score goals and create assists. He's known for his hard work. He's known for his ability to be a grafter and, and really create um, a lot a lot of pressing in the team. And that's good to some extent. And if you want to defend, and, and if Scottish's idea was to try and maintain that 1-1 uh, you know, level scoreline, 
then of course, 100% go with that. Bring on Nur Afghan left back and keep it. But the players didn't respond to you that way, um, Dragan Skocic. They responded to you differently. They wanted to go and attack the game. Their idea was not to, to uh, keep it 1-1. Your players attacked the game for 40 minutes or, or maybe even a bit more than that. Do you know what I'm saying? So ultimately, you should have brought on someone who's going to influence that performance, not someone who's just going to change or going to make it, make it more defensive. When your players are attacking, you have to help them, allow them to go and attack the game if that's what they want to do. Uh, on, the, on the Twitter, I mentioned that, you know, the players are not dumb. You know, they're professional footballers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they know football. And if, if in their minds, they believe wholeheartedly that they can win the game, you have to trust your players and you have to allow them to do that. And if by, by and giving them the best opportunity to do that is bringing on a player like Kaidi, a guy like Torabi, or as I would prefer, a guy like Samuel Kodus, who could have created more chances. And if you saw towards the end of the game, we had a lot more set pieces. I mean, who's the best set piece taker in the national team? Samuel Kodus, by a long way. So you would have allowed him to come on. He would have taken some set pieces, some corners, some free kicks, and you would have created more chances and possibly scored a goal rather than having Vahidai Mirion at left midfield who really wasn't going to provide you many attacks going forward. So coming on to that, um, Pejman, why did someone not come on? I think that's a question for Scottish, and I, and I don't think that question was really asked during the press conference after the game, right? We can talk about his lack of play in Brentford. He hasn't played the last two or three games, only been on the bench. Um, so that, that's a reason maybe for Scottish to say, like, if you don't play in, in the club, although it's Premier League and, and it's, it's tough competition and everything, it's much harder for you to actually get minutes in, in a national team. I have an argument against that, Benjamin. I tried to, tried to yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Um, okay. But, the, but the, then again, I agree with your faults and your idea about if you want to go and attack and try to win the game, then a player like Qaidi or Karim Ansari Fad, or as I also would prefer, Samogadus would, would uh, do much better. Uh, you know what? I would love to see a, a game with Said as a Toloi and Samo Kodus in the middle. I think that can be a really interesting uh, um, duo that can do well. Mm. Uh, someone providing the left and right players, like if it would be Amiri or uh, whoever, and uh, Jahan Baksh, and even on the top with Osmond and Taremi, and Said like just being that wall and that smart player that's, that he can be uh, is really good. But I don't think that he will ever bring... If if Iran is not uh, winning the game, if Iran needs to win the game and someone is on the bench, then he maybe will, will, will get some minutes. Other yeah. than that, I don't think Skocic yeah, will trust someone or will need someone with the ideas that he 
seem to be having right now. And that's a pity. I want to mention something uh, okay. regarding the SOPs and the Scotch because yes. um, back in June, AM, like in the spring, summer games, we we had lots of great SOPs like Bahrain game, uh, Torabi and Salmon both came on and we scored and it was amazing. And but um, again, a few other games as well, good subs and someone even played. But like all of a sudden that changed. But and uh, it, it caught my eyes and my attention actually here you know, eyes uh, that why this dramatic change and like why Scottish just stopped doing that. That could that that's just a question. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a, it's a, it's a very dramatic change from what he was doing previously, as you, as you mentioned. In the, in the last couple of games when when he was he was making the changes but my point is some some of some of you guys are saying that obviously he's not playing for Brentford but I mean look that's a terrible argument Moharami isn't playing that often for for Dinamo Zagreb Van just recently started playing for for Boavista by the way the Persian Golf Pro League hasn't even started yet so Vahid Amiri technically isn't actually playing for Paris Police right now. Come on, he's not I mean? that bad of a take. Moharami, where he's been injured and he's not a uh, fixed player. Uh, he's not a fixed player in the starting eleven. So he recently played a couple of games and uh, the coach decided to play him uh, with Tibet Ran, as you no, mentioned. No. I'm not saying uh, he shouldn't start. That's, that's not my point. What's your point? What I'm I mean, trying to say is, I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to say is, you, you, if if that's happening, and why why would why would someone not starting for Brentford mean he shouldn't start for the national team or or at least play for the national team? I'll, I'll at least come on as a sub in these two games at least once. Do you know what maybe, I mean? but 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 uh, I think uh, Sahar mentioned something here about the way that Scottish have probably changed. I think he's maybe trying to be be a bit more cautious, a bit more safer, and uh, someone isn't that kind of player that will defend is the player that will attack create chances and against South Korea after 1-1 I don't think that Iran I think Scottish didn't want to risk anything yeah I agree that's what that's my, that was my original point I think he, that's what his idea was he wanted to defend the game he wanted to go and defend and win and draw 1-1 but his players didn't want to do that I mean we hit the post twice <laughs> When we equalized, Said and Taremi hit the post. We created so many more chances. It was as if we could have easily won the game, in my opinion, if we'd maybe just got no, a bit lucky. Come on. Come I do. On. I, I believe that. I believe I believe we could have won the game. I really do. And I and I don't believe and we could have lost the game in the 93rd uh, minute as well. So yeah, we could have, but I, I don't believe that South Korea were, were were causing us that many issues when even when we were attacking the game. I do not believe South Korea were causing us that many issues. And if you look at like if you look at the second half, honestly, they had maybe two chances, South Korea. You know, and that was when, you know, we, probably when the players were a lot more a lot more tired. As you mentioned, Sadar went off. I don't believe in his mind he wanted his team to to win. And not not they didn't want, but he wanted to but he wanted to draw the game. He wanted to draw the he, game. No, he didn't want to lose. Of, of course. course he wanted to win. To, to retract. I didn't say he doesn't want to win the game. I want I want to wholeheartedly believe that he wanted to win the game. But I believe he was going for a draw, but his players were not responding to that. He wanted they want his players were going for the win. 
No, I, I think that's a strange uh, take to take and and say like the I players. What are you means like? Uh, he just wanted to make sure that we don't concede. Like there is a that we don't they don't score another yeah. goal. We won't. Uh, and that's won. what I'm seeing uh, saying as well. He didn't want to lose the game, but uh, uh, I think he still had some plans and the team as well on how to attack and how to create chances and hopefully score. Uh, but but maybe just uh, uh, play with words. But going back to, to your other take, listen, I'm all for someone playing and getting minutes. I think that sh- he should have been given minutes, but saying that it's like ridiculous or, or crazy that he didn't due to lack of playing time, it's not that ridiculous because you mentioned a couple of the players. Bayran, he actually... Uh, didn't play one game and I think that if he hadn't started those last couple of games for, for Boavista it wouldn't have taken long before you know there would be some more questions about him playing for a national team as well Moharami he had played as as you said and he's not a regular fix he's not a starter uh, Amiri I mean he's a regular player for Paris Police just because of the league having started doesn't mean that his skills will disappear and, and he knows yeah. what, what he can demand of players like I, I Amiri. Agree. I agree. I, I 100% agree. Like I personally want Berman to start. I personally want Mohamed to start. I, I want these things but for me there there is no doubt in my mind that that you ha- we had to see someone in this game at some point. 100%. That's why I believe. I think he would have changed the game for us. Definitely, I, I don't. I don't think that bringing him on would have would have mean that, that we would have conceded a goal. I do. I don't believe that. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. I don't see how that would have worked. Anyway, let's move on. We, we've kind of overblown the topic. Okay, let's go to the last the last part of the the podcast. Uh, we have fan reactions from my good friend Amir Mahboub, who is a YouTuber for from your channel Mahboub Tube TV, uh, who gave his thoughts on the match. Okay, I'm joined by my good friend Amir Mahboub from a channel on YouTube, Mahboub Tube TV. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Very good. Appreciate your time, my friend. I really do. Um, if you guys didn't know, uh, Amir has his own YouTube channel. As I just mentioned, he he sometimes uh, streams, or most of the time streams the, the matches on his channel, um you know doing the live stream not showing the match but doing his own kind of commentary during the game i mean i'll let you i'll let you just describe it for us definitely uh you know i went to the world cup in 2018 with my father and that's what sparked my instagram channel amir goes 24 and i was we were following all the iran games we went to all three fantastic time and i saw there was such a fanship a strong fanship of the Iranian national football team, but not a ton of content out there. So I decided to start my YouTube channel, MaboobTube TV, focusing on everything Iran and Los Angeles sports where I'm born and raised. And I will be going to the next World Cup. So I'll have a lot of vlogging and content and analysis going on over there on the YouTube channel. But I do uh, also a live watch companion on Iran game days. I even did some futsal World Cup stuff. That was pretty fun. And also on my Twitch channel, Adamir Goes 20, or actually just Adamir Goes on Twitch, twitch.tv. And uh, there I'm actually allowed to show the game. So on the times they don't kick me off, I just simultaneously stream on YouTube and Twitch, which has been a fantastic uh, way to meet different fans that are all supporting your own national team, you know. Team Melly, baby. 
Fantastic. I appreciate that. Okay, uh, of course, the today's topic is regarding uh, yesterday's game, Iran against South Korea, which ended uh, 1-1. Um, give us your, your general thoughts on the match itself. And obviously, you watched the game live and you were commenting on it. What were your thoughts throughout the game? Well, normally I live my life pretty scared. So at halftime, it was 0-0, and I was very worried because Korea, with their defense, always two men on a ball. They were really quick on on their passes, and we didn't have too many opportunities. I know Mehdi Taremi had a nice bicycle kick that he was trying. So towards the end of the second half, we were looking like we were due for a goal. But starting off that second half, with Sun scoring so quickly, I mean, it was such a disappointment. So I was nervous pretty much the whole game. But, you know, we had two nice uh, shots on goal that hit the post, uh, one by Ezetalahi and the other by Teremi. And we did get a goal in with a awesome, awesome hustle play by Osmoon and kicking it back. I, I, I didn't even think it was going to happen. And when Jahan Baksh, he ended up hitting that ball with a header from the penalty spot, it was so strong. It was an exciting game and I love comeback, you know, it, it was a tie. We should have won really, but I love comeback stories. So as long as we didn't drop any points, you know, we're still undefeated in this third round, which I'm extremely happy about. Fantastic. And of course uh, we are, we are still undefeated. We're still top of the table and I'm sure you'll be streaming the Iran Lebanon and Iran Syria game next month. What are your uh, thoughts going into the next month's matches? You know, I've only been really worried about South Korea moving forward. So, you know, I feel I, I did watch some highlights of Lebanon yesterday and they are a strong team. But as long as we stay focused, I believe it's an away match as well. Um, we could come out there with a the victory as long as we keep our heads in the game. And, you know, Osmond's due for a goal. So he's he's got to get one in. I know he's had two assists these past two games, but. Sardar is due, so I, I'm thinking we should be able to cop, cap that off with like a 2-0 win. And Syria, we did play them last in the second round, and I think we, are, you know, our confidence has been booming and going upwards, so I think we should be able to take care of them as well. And hopefully we could gain enough points that it'll, you know, we won't have to worry going down the stretch like sometimes happens. For sure. I really appreciate your time, Amir. Uh, once again, check out his channel on YouTube, Mapub Tube TV. Uh, again, streaming the matches live. I appreciate the time again, Amir. Thanks, Arya. Yes, I love Golbezan as well. So I appreciate all you guys do. And hopefully, we could do a collab together pretty soon here. And yeah. we uh, will do great things together for the country and for the people of Iran. All the best. All right, thanks, man. Take care. Okay, we're back. Um, I appreciate uh, Amir's time. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, let's go to the fan questions. First question is, do you, is it time to try a new centre-back pairing in the national team? That, come, that question comes from at Football Scout IR. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, uh, instead of Khalilzadeh uh, and Kanani, um, who do you think we should bring? Um, do, who do we have? I mean, Aria. we've got Majid on the, on the bench. He hasn't played a game for the national team for some time now. Um, Mortaza is injured. Uh, he's out for a long time. He most likely won't be back until the new year. And then on top of that, um, we're also missing RF RF Polami, who is also out for a long time. I believe they both, both have ACL injuries. And then 
um, you know, the other guy that was call up is Silvash Yazdani, who I don't really rate that highly, you know, to start for the national team. So, I, I, I and I believe that Kanon is, you know, Kanon is a good player. I think he's done really well for the national team. I think Khalil Zadeh isn't too bad. I just think he he does have his his moments, you know. But I, mm. as a Magic Osini fan, I'd love to see him start. But it's hard to to replace uh, two play two guys who've done so well. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, let's go to the next question. It comes from Ashkon at Pickup for Life Ten. Who should Godus possibly replace in the squad? Uh, or in the starting lineup, he's he's suggesting uh, Nurulahi, uh, Amiri, um, and he's also asking, is it possible the system that Scotch is using, uh, does it actually allow him to play? Because of a four four two, it's slightly different for a for a position of that he plays is more of a number ten. There's no really, there's no there's no number ten in a four four two. Um, yeah, so many people have said that 442 doesn't allow, uh, there's no room for Plamon Godus, but um, um, I do think someone, uh, I think we mentioned in a podcast previously, um, that someone and Zatolahi would, I mean, someone and Vahid Amiri, they've shown that what great duo they are. Uh, did I say Amiri? Yeah, Vahid Amiri. And um, um, I, I mean, he should be a sop at some point, he should be used on the pitch. Um, and I don't really know why. We're not using him. We did use him. Torabi and some of those came on the uh, on the pitch uh, Bahrain game, and it was amazing. And look, for me, some of should have played. <laughs> We've already mentioned it on the podcast. You will hear it when it gets um, when it gets uh, released. Personally, he should have played, but um, whether he plays in a four four two well, I don't know. You know, you can play him in a two man midfield if you want to, but I don't think it's necessarily the place he wants to play. I think. Someone wants to play close to the strikers. He wants to play in a role that's going to allow you for a bit of freedom. You don't really want someone making tackles. You don't want him to be tracking back defensively. So in a 4-4-2, really, you can play him as a winger, possibly. But I don't know if that's really wants to, again, it really wants to play. So the argument is, is good. One, that maybe in a 4-4-2, it doesn't suit him. But to say that, but to not bring him on at all for two games in a row, it's a bit concerning, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say starting eleven, but um, exactly at minute seventy, I don't know, seventy six. I mean, um, yeah, he he could have he could have come on the pitch. Yeah, Bond James Bond at S N He asks, what are the other fullback options uh, that weren't invited to the national team? Are there any in the Iranian league? Um. Pretty simple one. There are, Ramir of course. Ramirez Zayan, yeah, he's not going to get called up. Um, mm. There are some. There's obviously Derek Sean Mayer, is a good left back. There's um, Abulfaz Jalali, uh, Esmaili Far. There's potentially Sio Mati if you want to call him up. It's really up to you. Uh, it's not my decision, but I wouldn't do that. Um, and then there's a couple of other players like, you know, Saidog Aib has been part of the national team in the past. Um, there's also uh, Tik Dari, who was part of the squad recently. Uh, personally, the ones he's, he's, that are in the squad are completely fine. You know, I, I do believe Muharami and, and Saleh Ardani are good right-backs, and I also believe Milad and even Nur Afghan are good left-backs. It's just a case of, you know, getting the best out of them and, and allowing yeah. them to play, you know? That's the, that's the most important thing. 
okay, next question comes from do people actually support Scottish? Uh, um, yeah, I think, um, well, we, he has done something right, right? Especially, I mentioned before that um, the second half, when we, uh, when we were like 1-0 down and um, the players didn't lose hope, we, they actually went for like more attack and they wanted to score. And we didn't really see that before. You know, it's more, it was a more defensive. Uh, Timeli was very defensive before. So he's doing something right. And um, well, yes, last game, we were, I was so frustrated. I, mean, I think everyone was so frustrated that we didn't do, we didn't make the most out of the subs. And um, I mean, he bought in Rafkan and I don't know why, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think we have to give him some credit. Yeah, we do. Um, look, as I said in the podcast earlier on, he very much went with the, the, the attitude that we had to get something out of this game, which is fine. You know, mm. if, you, if you're the coach of the national team, you have to make a decision. And if your decision is to, to just draw the game and, and get something out of it and, and stay first place, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. 100%. No issues whatsoever. But when your players, as I said, are not responding to that, that's not what they were doing. They weren't defending for, for 45 minutes in the second half. They were attacking the game, you mm-hmm. know, and they were going for the win. So my my criticism, if, if I do have anything, which I don't really, but if I do have anything, it's that he didn't make the changes that allowed his, his players to do what they wanted to do, which was to win the game. They didn't want to draw the game. They wanted to win the game. So you have to help them which he didn't do, which is a little bit annoying, but it is what it is. We still got a good result at the end of the day and I'm still happy with it. So um, I'm okay with that. Guys, I think that's pretty much it, to be honest. I think we've answered a lot of the questions on the podcast. If if your question hasn't been answered, it's probably because we've already answered it or it's because we spoke about it on the Twitter spaces and and it's a a kind of a blown out discussion. Um, Pretty much it. That's it. You know, Um, I think... I want to say a big thank you to everyone who, who was who was there on Twitter Spaces during the game. I've mentioned all these in the podcast, but I'll just do it again for the guys who are here. It was not, it was not trying to waste your time, but um, I want to say a big thank you to, to all you guys, everyone who supported us on, on YouTube and all the kind of podcast platforms on social media. And in particular, those of you who, who were there like during the game when I was doing the, the tweets, you know, the, the the tweets play by play but you know the guys who were supporting that unbelievable um, support and uh, it's great you know Gola Bazan is doing really well and I, I really appreciate that you guys are able to do that and we'll be back soon hopefully with another podcast um, we're interviewing as I said um, who's a national team player for the women's national team and uh, yeah that's that's the one that we've doing just now and also the national team games uh, are next month uh, against Lebanon and Syria um, on the 11th of November and the 16th of November uh, away from home let's try and win the games um, I'll ask you a question Sahara before we go um, you know from these two results you know, going into the into the next two games in November, if we can get six points out of six, does that set us up for qualification? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Has to. It has yeah. to. I think if we yeah. win six games, get six points out of six, ultimately, um, there is no doubt in my mind that the national team will yeah. qualify anyway. They will qualify yeah. anyway. I don't think we're going to not qualify to the World Cup. But if we can get two wins in November, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a done deal. But it's very much a case of if, if we can finish first or not. And the result yesterday helped us, you know, maintain that first place spot. But it's only two points gap and uh, a lot can change, you know. And maybe, maybe South Korea drop points, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. I do want to mention before we go for people on live at the moment that um, not having spectators was actually one of the maybe if we had spectators things would have changed as well the results I mean I think it was a bit uh, strange home game not having anyone and uh, not having um, spectator and also against Korea which is always a heated uh, sort of game um, it wasn't a really it was a negative impact had a negative impact yeah I mean look if you go back and watch the games uh, in the Premier League or, or Serie A that had no fans in the stadium, it wasn't really that much of an. It wasn't. It's not like playing at home didn't really change anything. You, you're. It's pretty neutral um, stadium once there's no fans in the stadium. Someone asked us on Twitter Spaces why did we not have any fans in the stadium? I'm not going to go into that. You know, I think we all know why. But, but. Um, it didn't help. I think if we did have them, I think we would have done a lot better. And also, if someone said also continuing to get wins could help us get a higher pot in World Cup draw. Yeah, uh, Amir is asking. We should. No, he's saying we should win against South Korea. We have. We can't have excuses. I don't know about that. South Korea are a good team. South Korea are a fantastic team. They are. I mean, they they were really good against us, and, and you can hear it when we say on the podcast. South Korea genuinely. Like some some of the midfielders were, were unbelievable, but the problem with Iran was we went into the game like with high intensity, and then we kind of dropped off, and then we did it again. You know, we didn't have a we didn't we weren't very consistent with our tactics, um, which is fine. You know, it's, it's not always easy to be consistent. You have to be adaptable. But I think you know Iran kind of need need to have a little bit more consistency about how they play. But I think it will happen over a, long, a longer period of time. But we need to give a little bit more chance to Skocic for now. Definitely. And but also we'll, we'll training. I've, I've mentioned a training and the tambourine training. And it re, it's really important. And these people have been, uh, they're all around uh, different leagues and they have just come together. I mean, I'm sure uh, we will. they will improve and I'm sure we'll see better results. Okay, we thank uh, you all for listening. I uh, appreciate everyone's time. I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us on, on Twitter Spaces before and after the match, uh, as well as those of you who supported us on our podcast articles this month. A uh, big thank you to Pejman and Sahar for coming on. Thank you, Arya, for having us once again. Thanks, Arya, John. Excellent. Okay, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, we have matches against Lebanon and Syria next month, November 11th against Lebanon and November 16th against Syria, both away from home. So we'll be covering them as, as usual. Stay tuned on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us there. Uh, subscribe to us on all the pod- podcast platforms and we'll see you very, very soon. Take care.
Hello everyone, my name is Saida Zatoulaye and you're listening to the Golbezan podcast.